1: Hi, it's The Reading Bug. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their brand new middle grade book, Wishes and Wellingtons, from award-winning author Julie Berry and Penguin Random House Audio, Narwhal and Jelly, Unicorn of the Sea by Ben Clanton, now available as an audiobook. Help support our sponsor by purchasing Wishes and Wellingtons and Narwhal and Jelly at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore.
2: Reader, welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures. This week, it's a bonus full story episode of our butterfly adventure, a trip southward following the great monarch butterfly migration into Mexico and learning about the Dia de Los Muertos holiday. As you know, we're continuing to write and record all of our original podcast episodes and music from home. If things sound a little bit different than usual, that's probably the reason why. Instead of recording in a studio, we've been using Zencaster to record over the internet, and we're thankful that their technology enables us to keep on recording in these challenging times. I want to thank Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every Reading Bug Adventures episode. And of course, a great big thanks to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. A big thank you and hello to all of our patrons! You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures possible. To become a patron, support our work, and hear your names shouted out on a future episode, please visit patreon.com readingbugadventures. You can also support our podcast by shopping with us. We're an independent bookstore, after all. We have millions of books for every age, gift items, staff recommendations, and even personalized care packages, all available for you to purchase at thereadingbug.com. Or you can sign up as a subscriber to our perfectly personalized reading subscription at ReadingBugBox.com with books handpicked just for you by me and the rest of the Reading Bug staff. Okay, reader, are you ready to go on another exciting adventure with me and the Reading Bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure! It's a Reading Bug Adventure There's lots of fun in store Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Reader, hello! Over here! Thanks so much for meeting me here in the Reading Bug's garden. She told me she had something she really, really wanted to show us. But of course, she's still not here! I wonder what the surprise is. It's beautiful in this garden, isn't it? The late summer blooms have begun to fade, and the garden is filling with fall colors. Reds, oranges, yellows. No wonder the reading bug loves spending time here.
1: Lauren, Reader, hello! You made it! Thanks for visiting my garden today. It was really important that we stop here before our adventure begins. We have a very special mission today.
2: A special mission? That sounds super exciting, Reading Bug. Are we going on some kind of spy adventure?
1: Nope, it's not a spy adventure, Lauren. Although that would be a fun adventure, wouldn't it? This adventure will be even more colorful and transformational. Hmm,
2: colorful, transformational. Those sound like clues, don't they, reader? Do you have any guesses where we'll be adventuring? Reading Bug, why don't you give us a few more hints? Which books did you bring with you in your book bag today?
1: Sure, Lauren. Today, I brought some excellent books, including The Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle, Winged Wonders by Meek Pincus and Yaz Imamura, and The Truth About Butterflies by Maxwell Eaton III. Oh, and we'll be bringing a friend with us, too. A friend? Where? Right here. Oh, you mean the little girl sitting across from us? No, not there. Right here. On the leaves of this milkweed plant. Look. On the leaves? Oh,
2: Reader, look. There's a small, creamy white dot on the top of the plant's leaf. It's really, really tiny. No bigger than the tip of a sharp pencil. That tiny speck is your friend, Reading Bug? (gasps) Is this like Horton Hears a Who?
1: Look closely, Lauren. That speck is oval-shaped, like an egg. Oh, an egg. (gasps) Reading Bug, one
2: of the books in your book bag was The Hungry Caterpillar.
1: Is that a tiny caterpillar egg? Yes, yes, yes. It's a tiny little monarch caterpillar egg. I found it this morning. All the others are gone. What do you mean, gone? My garden is a monarch waystation, Lauren. That means that it's recognized as a space with the milkweed plants and nectar needed to feed monarch caterpillars and butterflies. There are more than 29,000 way stations in the United States, and you can see them all at monarchwatch.org. That's incredible, Reading Bug. But what does it have to do with the little caterpillar egg you found? Oh, well, the other monarchs are already gone. They've all turned from caterpillars to butterflies and set off in their long trip south for the winter. The little baby caterpillar in this egg has waited too long to hatch and won't be able to join them. So our mission today is to reunite him with his family. We're going on a butterfly adventure today, Lauren. A butterfly adventure? Oh, wow! That sounds incredible. I'd love to learn more about monarch butterflies.
2: But where will we go on a butterfly adventure, Bug? You said that butterflies
1: fly south in the winter. Are they migrating like birds do? That's right, Lauren. Most butterflies don't migrate, but monarch butterflies are special. Monarch butterflies fly south for the winter. Many fly to Mexico, where it stays warmer through the winter months. And that's where we'll be going, too, using my magic book bag and our imaginations, of course. We'll be following millions of monarch butterflies on the Great Monarch Migration. Incredible! And we'll finish our adventure in a small town in central Mexico called Maravatio, where hundreds of millions of monarch butterflies spend their winters each year. Oh, wow.
2: This sounds like an incredible adventure, doesn't it, Reader? Come on! Help me grab that tiny caterpillar egg so we can reunite him with his family on our trip to Maravatio.
0: I'm sorry, I don't mean to be eavesdropping, but I couldn't help overhearing your conversation as I sat across from you in the garden. Did I hear you say you were taking a trip to Maravatio? Why, yes, you did. My friends and I are
2: planning on taking a trip there today, actually. I'm Lauren, and this is the reading bug and our reader friend.
0: Do you know Maravatio? Have you been there before? I was born in Maravatio, actually, but I haven't been back in many, many years. I've lived in the United States with my mama, Papi, and my little brother, Cristobal, since I was a baby. My name is Mari. It's short for Mariposa. It's very nice to meet you. I hope you have a wonderful trip. It was nice to meet you too, Mari. Actually, if it's not too much trouble, could you do me a favor while you're in Maravatio? Could you deliver this picture to my Tita so she can place it on our family's ofrenda? Oh, look, reader. It's a beautiful picture of a butterfly. Did you draw that, Mari? Yes. I come to this garden to draw pictures of the butterflies that come here. My Tito recently passed away, and I drew this picture for him. He always called me his Pequeña Monarca, or his little monarch, because my name, Mariposa, means butterfly in Spanish. Tito,
1: Tita, a frienda? Mari, I'm sorry, but I'm not sure I
0: understand. Oh, (laughs) no problem. Those words are in Spanish. Tita and Tito are my grandmother and grandfather. When my family and I moved to the United States, my Tito and Tita stayed in Maravatío, a beautiful city in the mountains of Mexico. They used to visit me, but as they got older, they couldn't make the trip. So we've mostly been staying in touch over the computer or with phone calls, cards, and gifts. On our virtual visits, my Tita would teach me how to make our favorite foods, tacos, empanadas, And, of course, fresh tortillas and delicious flan and sopapillas for dessert. And my Tito would play his guitar or sometimes take us on hikes with him in the high forests of Oyamel fir trees. He would tell us stories of our family history, tales of our great-grandparents and other family members who came before us. And he would take pride in preparing our family ofrenda to celebrate Dia de los Muertos each year. Dia de los Muertos? That's the Day of the Dead. It's a very important Mexican holiday.
1: Day of the dead?
0: Don't worry, Lauren. It's not a scary or sad day. It's a day of celebration. We celebrate the memories of the relatives we've lost. We create an ofrenda, an offering of pictures and other things, to help welcome our relatives back to the land of the living. Your dead
2: relatives come back to life?
0: Not exactly, Lauren. For Dia de los Muertos, it is said that the gates of heaven open wide at midnight on October 31st and the spirits of children who have died reunite with their families for one day on November 1st. The spirits of grown-ups who have died reunite with their families the next day on November 2nd.
1: Mari, the beginning of November is when the monarch butterflies arrive in
0: Maravatío too. Yes, for hundreds of years, millions of monarchs have arrived in Mexico during Dia de los Muertos. And as a result, many people believe that the butterflies are the souls of their loved ones who have come back to pay them a visit. This year, My Tito got very sick and a few months ago, my Tita called us to tell us he had died. It will be our first Dia de los Muertos without him and I miss him so much. I'd hoped we might be able to visit my Tita in Maravatío to place a picture for my Tito on her ofrenda and to see if my Tito would visit us so I could tell him goodbye. But unfortunately, my family and I couldn't travel this year. If you could deliver my picture, it would mean so, so much to me. Mari. I think we can do better
1: than that. How would you like to come with us to Maravatio and visit your tita and Tito yourself on November 2nd for Dia de los Muertos?
2: Great idea, reading bug!
1: Mari, we were
0: preparing for an adventure to Mexico and we'd love to have you join us. Join you? But how? I don't think my parents would allow me to leave for such a long time. But Mari, you won't need to be gone for long. We can use the reading bug's magic book bag,
2: and the power of our imaginations, of course, to travel anywhere. And we'll be
1: back in no time at all. That's right. And the books in my book bag are all about monarch butterflies and the great monarch migration. They should be able to get us to Maravatio
0: without any problem. Oh, wow. I can't believe my good luck. Of course I'll join you, Reading Bug. Do you need a few books about Dia de los Muertos, too? My parents gave me a whole stack to read, and I brought them with me. Here, I've got... Miguel and the Amazing Alebrijes by Ronick Capen and Aaron Rivera Ashford. Coco, a story about music, shoes, and family, by Diana Lopez. The Day of the Dead, El Dia de los Muertos, a bilingual celebration by Bob Barner. And Funny Bones, Posada and His Day of the Dead Calaveras, by Duncan Tonatuia.
1: Great! Thanks, Mari. I don't know very much about Dia de los Muertos, so these should be a huge help. Toss them into the book bag, and let's get this exciting adventure started. I'm really hoping that we'll be able to visit Mari's grandparents on our adventure
2: today. Aren't you, reader? I'm also hopeful Mari is right, and that Dia de los Muertos is not a scary day. Let's all stretch out to make sure our bodies are limber and ready for whatever awaits us on this adventure. Just like a butterfly stretches its wings when it emerges from a chrysalis, let's all stretch our arms and legs together, reader. That's it. Go ahead and stand up, unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect! Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low, and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go.
0: Thanks for those stretches, Lauren. I'm very excited for our adventure together. Yeah, this stretch has really helped. It's
1: always a good idea to stretch before going on a trip. Our trip to Mexico shouldn't be too long. Mexico is just south of the United States, right below Texas. And we've traveled much farther on many of our other adventures. Like when we went to the moon with Lumi. The moon? On this trip, we'll need to jump forward in time to November 2nd so we can find the monarch family of our little caterpillar friend and Mari's grandparents.
2: Before we take off, I hope you remember to bring crayons and paper with you, reader. Monarch butterflies are mostly orange and black, so make sure you have plenty of those colors. With your crayons and paper, you can draw pictures of all the things we do and see on our adventure today. Pictures are how we retell the story of our adventure once we've returned, just like the illustrations in our favorite books. Ready, everyone? Mari, get ready. This part is pretty amazing.
1: Magic book bag, please take us to Mexico, where Mari can visit her beloved Tito. Among the monarchs who I know from the books I have read, fly thousands of miles to celebrate the Day of the Dead.
0: Oh, Lauren, reader, look! The reading bug's book bag is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And look inside, I can hardly believe it. There are pictures swirling around and around. I can see the mountains of central Mexico and the tall stately Oyamel fir trees that my Tito loved to hike through. I see yummy foods, tacos, empanadas, mole and sweet bread. And everywhere I look, I see brilliant black and orange monarch butterflies flying through the skies sipping nectar from brightly colored flowers and resting on the oyamel fir trees. I see them too, Mari. There are so many monarchs
2: on the trees that it looks like they've turned into butterfly trees. And there are lots of new words for us in the book bag too. Words like kaleidoscope, chrysalis, methuselah, bivouac, papel picado, calaveras, and pan de muertos.
1: Okay, everyone. It's time. Mari. Can you grab the leaves with the tiny caterpillar egg on them? Sure. Thanks. I read in The Monarch, saving our most beloved butterfly, that the monarch population has declined by 90% over the past 20 years and that less than 5% of monarch eggs survive to adulthood. Every little monarch life matters, and we're going to help this little egg beat the statistics. Now, let's hop three times and then jump into the book bag. Do you know how to count to three in Spanish? That's right. Uno, dos, tres. Count with me now. Uno, dos, tres, and jump. Let's jump
2: inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag, our trusty book bag? What will we learn about today? Look what's happening, Mari. The lights are flashing, and the pictures and words are circling all around
1: us. Here we go. Look, everything below us is quickly fading away as we fly higher and higher into the sky. And look at the tiny caterpillar, egg reader. As we move forward in time toward November, it's beginning to change. The caterpillar is hatching. The tiny egg is beginning to crack. It looks like our caterpillar is starting to hatch. His tiny head peeks outside of the egg, and out of it crawls six little legs. He's hungry. He eats the eggshell and leaves. He's growing so fast. He's popping his seams. But he'll grow a new skin if you give him a minute, and he'll shed the old one when he's too fat to stay in it.
2: Did you know that a monarch butterfly lives through four different lives? He begins as an egg on a milkweed leaf. Then he turns into a worm that does nothing but eat. In his third life, he forms a chrysalis and prepares for his final metamorphosis. Emerging as a butterfly one day, where he'll spread his wings and fly
0: away. Whoa! Reading bug, what's happening? Does the book bag always do this? It's rolling around and around like a boat in a thunderstorm. Or a popcorn kernel before it pops. I'm starting to feel a little airsick.
1: No, Mari, this is not normal. Our rides in the bookbag are usually very smooth. No turbulence at all. I don't know what's happening. Everyone hold tight! Wow, oh wow, oh wow! Look all around us, reader.
2: It's the most spectacular, beautiful sight I've ever seen. The sky is filled with a swirling tempest of orange, yellow, and black bouncing us around as the wind blows. Every time the wind blows, the pattern changes its shape and size. It's like looking through a kaleidoscope, but instead of colored beads, pebbles, and pieces of glass, the swirling bits are thousands of monarch butterflies. They're flying and swirling around and around, bringing us with them toward the ground.
1: A kaleidoscope. That's what they call a swarm of butterflies. And now we know why. But I wonder why they're all heading toward the ground. I don't think we're in Mexico yet. Is something wrong? I don't know, Mari, but
2: I think we're coming in for a landing with all these butterflies, whether we like it or not! (laughs) Reader! Reading bug! Mari, are you all okay? We landed pretty hard. Hurry, let's all hop out of the bag and see if anything is wrong with all the monarch butterflies. Maybe we can help them.
1: They're… they're gone! there's no
0: sign of the butterflies anywhere. Where did they all go? How could the thousands of butterflies that were circling all around us have disappeared into thin air?
1: I don't know, but can you hear that thunder? The wind is howling too. I think there's a storm coming this way and I'm guessing the butterflies sensed it too. I read that butterflies fly to the ground to find a place to stay dry before it starts to rain. Butterflies are very delicate creatures and when large raindrops fall on them, It would feel to them like it might feel if you were pelted by water balloons the size of bowling balls. The butterflies try to find shelter under leaves or rocks or under the canopy of a stand of trees until the rain passes. If they can't find shelter from the rain, their wings become tattered and damaged. Lucky for me, ladybugs like me have a bit more protection in the rain. My hard shell is like a little umbrella protecting my wings beneath it.
2: Shell or no shell, I don't think we want to be stuck in this storm. The rain has started to fall and it's getting pretty wet out here. Let's do what butterflies do and find some shelter. Follow me. Great job. It's not perfect, but the branches of this tree are keeping most of the rain off of us.
1: Braiding Bug, Reader, Mari, it looks like we're in a large meadow of wildflowers. That makes sense. Butterflies like wildflowers, and they also provide plenty of space for the monarchs that landed here with us to shelter and stay dry. Okay, but
0: where are we? We definitely haven't reached Maravatio yet. It's high up in the mountains of central Mexico, and this field doesn't look like it's anywhere close to a mountain or even a hill. Here, it's flat for as far as you can see in every direction.
1: I read in the monarch saving our most beloved butterfly that monarchs fly over Texas on their way to Mexico. I bet we've landed in the Texas flatlands. Even if it wasn't raining so hard, the butterflies might have stopped here anyway to feed on all these flowers. The trip to Mexico is long and hard. And the butterflies stop many times along the way to drink nectar from flowers through their tongues, which are a lot like straws. The sweet nectars give the monarchs the energy to keep flying, and even though they don't know they're doing it, the butterflies collect pollen on their legs and bodies that they then transfer to other plants, helping the plants to reproduce. Reading bug? Reader? Mari?
2: Look! Our little
0: caterpillar friend isn't an egg any longer! You're right, Lauren. He's a fat, striped caterpillar. And judging by all the holes on the leaf he's on, a very hungry caterpillar at that.
1: I read that when the caterpillar hatches from its egg, it starts eating almost immediately and grows really, really quick. When it hatches, a monarch caterpillar is only about five millimeters long. That's about as long as your fingernail reader. But in just two to three weeks, they grow to almost 10 times that size. Monarch caterpillars love milkweed, and they eat a lot of it in order to grow that quickly. In that time, he needs to shed his skin, or exoskeleton, five times to give him more and more room to grow. The process of shedding his skin is called molting. This
2: caterpillar looks
1: pretty big.
2: Like he's been eating for a couple of weeks already.
1: That's right, Lauren. Based on this caterpillar's size, the good news is, I think we still have time to reach Maravatio. It isn't November 2nd yet. The book bag must have brought us about three weeks into the future, which is about as long as it takes the monarch butterflies to reach Texas on their migration. Caterpillar eggs take about a week to hatch, and this hungry larva looks like he's been eating and eating for two to three weeks to have grown this big and fat.
0: I think he's cute. His black, yellow, and white stripes make him look very distinguished.
1: The bright colors of his skin send a message to any bird or other predators, who might be considering him for a snack, to look for food somewhere else. Monarch caterpillars are poisonous to predators such as frogs, grasshoppers, lizards, mice, and birds, a result of their eating so much milkweed. Poisonous? Yes! A big fat caterpillar like this one is really, really slow and, like I mentioned, he needs to spend all of his time eating, not running away from predators. In The Truth About Butterflies, it says that different kinds of caterpillars have developed different kinds of tricks to avoid being eaten. Monarchs are poisonous, but other caterpillars can be smelly or prickly or really ugly, all to keep themselves safe.
0: I hope this little caterpillar can stay safe long enough to grow into a beautiful monarch butterfly. In fact, I think that might make a good name for him. Esperito, which means hopeful in Spanish. Esperito. I love it, Mari. I also
2: hope we can get you to Maravatío in time to celebrate Dia de los Muertos with your Tito and Tita. Mari, reading bug, reader, this storm looks like it's getting worse. Why don't we hop into the book bag and continue on our migration south with the butterflies? I don't think we want to wait here any longer.
1: Sure, Lauren. Mari, grab Esperito and let's fly. Magic Book Bag, take us up in the sky to follow the path of the butterflies. Let's continue southward to Mexico without delay. Let's go, go, go! On the count of three, everyone back into the book bag. One, two,
0: three, jump! Here we go! I don't think I'll ever get used to this. The lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us. Whoa! And look at our caterpillar friend as we travel
1: forward through time. He keeps shedding his skin in a way that's quite jolting. But no need to worry, as Burrito's just molting. He'll molt four or more times till he's fat as he can be. Then he'll attach himself to the branch of a tree. He'll hang upside down, getting ready to change. In his next phase of life, which is really quite strange, his skin will look different but nothing's amiss. His skin has turned into a green chrysalis.
2: Did you know that a monarch butterfly lives through four different lives? He begins as an egg on a milkweed leaf. Then he turns into a worm that does nothing but eat. In his third life, he forms a chrysalis and prepares for his final metamorphosis. Emerging as a butterfly one day, where he'll spread his wings and fly away. We're really cruising now. We're way up high, and the book bag is flying quickly through the air. And look, monarch butterflies are flying beside us again.
1: We must be riding in the high winds like the butterflies do. As butterflies pass into Mexico, the water in the Gulf of Mexico changes wind patterns. High up in the air, in warm wind currents, The butterflies are able to fly even more quickly, pushed along by the winds!
0: Woohoo! At this pace, we'll be in Maravatio in no time! Hey, what's happening?
2: The book bag and some of the butterflies all around us are... ...slowing down and starting to fall out of the sky again! Oh no, we're heading quickly for the ground far below! Hold on!
1: Hmm, that was strange. I wonder why we've stopped again. I didn't see the mountains of central Mexico or the Oyamel Fir Forest below us, so we can't have made it to Maravatío yet.
2: Let's take a peek outside and see what's going on. Come on!
1: Hmm, looks like it's getting dark out here. And colder. That makes sense, Lauren. Monarch butterflies only fly during the day. Cold temperatures make their bodies slower so they wait until the sun warms them up to continue their journey. Monarchs can't fly at all if it's below 55 degrees Fahrenheit. They also use the sun to help find their way, so they have to stop traveling whenever it gets too dark or too cold.
0: Oh, wow! Lauren, reader, reading bug, look up above! The entire branch is covered with beautiful orange, black, and white monarch butterflies. And look, there are more coming down from the sky to join them! How beautiful! That's a
1: roost of monarchs, Mari, which is also called a bivouac. And it is incredible. All the butterflies who are resting cluster together, hanging upside down in the tree to help them avoid winds and predators. Are they sleeping there, Reading Bug? Not really, Lauren. Butterflies don't have any eyelids, so they can't close their eyes and sleep like humans do. Instead, they go into a state of deep rest called torpor. Rest?
2: That sounds pretty good right now, doesn't it, reader? This has already been an incredible journey, and I'm exhausted. It's amazing that tiny butterflies fly this far every year. No wonder they need time to rest and recharge for another long flight tomorrow. While we and the butterflies rest. I'm going to pause our adventure for a brief message about today's sponsor. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute.
0: From butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between.
4: You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new.
0: Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at
3: sciencepodcastforkids.com.
4: Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam, Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
2: Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their brand new middle grade book, Wishes and Wellingtons, from award winning author Julie Berry.
1: Ew, sardines.
2: <laughs> sardines? What are you talking about, reading bug? Are you reading again?
1: Oh, hi, Lauren. Yes, I sure am. I'm reading a brand new middle grade fantasy adventure called Wishes and Wellingtons. And it's really, really good. It has humor, heart, and a feisty heroine who you'll absolutely love. Ooh, sounds like fun. But
2: sardines?
1: Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) The sassy heroine in this story, Maeve Merritt, finds a really cranky genie in a sardine tin. Can you believe it? No wonder he's cranky. Can you imagine being cooped up in a smelly sardine tin? Yuck, no. Soon, an orphan boy, a mysterious man, a disgruntled schoolworker, and a business tycoon are all in hot pursuit of Maeve and her magical discovery. Oh, I just love Julie Berry's books. I can't wait to dive into this one. You'll love it, and so will you, reader. Maeve is a quick-thinking, exciting troublemaker, who makes every chapter of this book a page-turner. You can purchase Wishes and Wellingtons at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Sourcebooks for
2: their support. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Brandon Savage, and by Chesney Evert and Myrna Perla. Original music was performed by me, and lyrics were written by Brandon Savage. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Hi, reader. Welcome back to our butterfly adventure. We're so happy to see you again, aren't we, Reading
1: Bug? We sure are. And we've still got a long way to go on our adventure today. Do you know that some monarch butterflies fly more than 3,000 miles to migrate to warmer climates for the winter? That's a really, really long way. It sure is.
2: But we're getting closer and closer to our destination, the Mexican city of Maravatío where the butterflies end their long migration in the oyamel fir trees.
1: And where our new friend Mari's tita lives and is about to celebrate Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. It's a Mexican holiday to celebrate the history and lives of family members who have died. Exactly!
0: I'm so thankful to be on this adventure with you. I've learned so much about monarch butterflies, but I'm really eager to get to Maravatío to see my tita and celebrate the life of my tito, who passed away earlier this year. Just like monarch butterflies do during their migration
1: southward, we stop to take a quick rest somewhere in northern Mexico. Butterflies can't fly when it's cold, so they rest until the sun warms them up again. They don't always stop in the same places, either. They make stops wherever they need to along their journey. Lots of people love to track the butterflies' progress. They take pictures and report their locations when they see monarch bivouacs in trees and parks along the migration route. But Mari's right. I think it's time for us to keep moving so we can reunite her with her family. And, remember, we have another friend to reunite as well, the fat little monarch caterpillar that Mari named Esperito. We have a plan to be in Maravatío by November 2nd, and I'm sure the book bag will help us all get there.
0: Esperito was a fat little caterpillar, reading Bug, but not anymore. Look! Oh, wow! Esperito is gone, and in
1: his place is a green cocoon hanging from a leaf. That's called a pupa, or chrysalis, Lauren, and Esperito is inside. He's not a caterpillar anymore. But how did Esperito get in there? When a monarch caterpillar has grown big enough, he leaves some silk to hang himself from, and the chrysalis forms under his skin as he hangs upside down. After about a day, the chrysalis is ready, and the caterpillar sheds his skin for the final time, revealing the chrysalis beneath. The skin falls to the ground. The caterpillar's body inside liquefies and reorganizes, and the chrysalis hardens to protect him as he grows into his final form. A butterfly. That's exactly right. How long does it take, reading bug? A monarch usually remains as a pupa for about one week before emerging as a butterfly. That means the book bag transported us forward in time by another week. Yes. The butterflies are able to fly faster in warmer southern weather as they get closer and closer to their final destination. We're nearly there! Well, then what are we waiting for? Let's hop back inside the book bag and head for our final stop. The city of Maravatio, where we can reunite Espirito with his butterfly family and Mari with her grandmother. Magic book bag, it's time to go to the Mexican city of Maravatio, where beautiful orange and black monarchs swarm after traveling south to keep themselves warm.
0: And where family ancestors also will go to celebrate Dia de los Muertos. That's right, Mari. Let's
2: hurry up so we can find your Tita. We've already traveled about a month into the future, which means it's
1: almost November 2nd, when the spirits of adult relatives visit the living for Dia de los Muertos. On the count of three, let's all hop back into the book bag. And don't forget to bring the chrysalis. One, two, three, jump. Here we go. And here Espirito goes too. I think his adventure is even more exciting than ours. Watch. The chrysalis hardens and its calmness belies, the miraculous changes happening inside. Where parts liquefy and begin rearranging, and the monarch is constantly changing and changing. Till one day he's ready, he's completely transformed, and a magic metamorphosis has been performed. The pupa starts wiggling and splitting apart as the beautiful butterfly's life gets its start. Did you know that a monarch butterfly lives through four?
2: different lives he begins as an egg on a milkweed leaf then he turns into a worm that does nothing but eat in his third life he forms a chrysalis and prepares for his final metamorphosis emerging as a butterfly one day where he'll spread his wings and fly away wow The meadow below us is quickly fading as we climb higher and higher in the sky. We are flying quickly over Mexico, in the warm high winds sweeping above the mountains again. From way up high, Mexico looks a little bit like a high-heeled shoe, doesn't it, Reader? The heel of the shoe there is the Baja Peninsula, that's located just below California, and the rest of Mexico is the shoe. Mexico is bounded to the north by the United States, to the west by the Pacific Ocean, to the east by the Gulf of Mexico,
1: and to the south by Central America. Mexico is the 13th largest country in the world, Lauren. It's three times larger than the state of Texas, which is the second largest
0: state in the United States. You're right, Reading Bug. Mexico is very big, and it's very diverse too. If you look down below, you can see that it's green along the coast, but in the middle of Mexico is rocky and brown. That's the mountain range that runs almost all the way through the country. Maravatio is located in the mountains near the center of Mexico. And look, I think we're flying over the fir forest now. The mountains are dense with beautiful trees just below us. Those forests are where my Tito loved to hike when he was alive. Look, there's a city just beyond the
2: trees. In the middle of the city square is a park with a fountain and a large gazebo. There are people everywhere and I can even smell the sweet smells of flowers, incense and yummy food wafting toward us. That must be Maravatio. I'm getting hungry. I sure hope we're coming in for a landing. I don't. You don't? What's wrong, Reading Bug? This is exactly where we wanted to go on our adventure today. It's where the monarch butterflies migrate, and it's where Mari's grandmother lives and is celebrating Dia de los Muertos. We've been trying to get here this whole time,
1: but now you don't want to go? Yeah, I think we should turn back now. Uh, I'm pretty sure I just saw a skeleton wandering through the streets down there. I think that
0: Maravaccio might be haunted! Haunted? No, it's just Dia de los Muertos, Reading Bug. We made it in time for the holiday. During Dia de los Muertos, people dress as skeletons, ghosts and ghouls, kind of like Halloween, and they celebrate in the streets. It's not scary, it's a party! Well, at least that's what my Tito and Tita always told
1: me. I'm… I'm not sure.
0: Reading bug, we need to get
2: Espirito to his monarch family and Mari to her tita. We can't turn back now. Besides, I think we're about to land, right here in the middle of the city square. Hold on, everyone!
0: Are we really truly here? In Maravatío? I think so, Mari. Well then, what are we waiting for? Let's hop out and find my tita. Mari, are... are you sure? Yes. We've traveled all this way, thousands of miles, just like monarch butterflies on the Great Monarch Migration. We have to finish the adventure. Laurie's right, Reading Bug. I know you're scared, but if we all stick together, we should be fine.
2: Let's all step carefully out of the book bag and see what's outside.
1: Follow me. Oh. Okay. If you really think it's safe. Oh, wow. Look at this place, reader. Oh no, 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 no! Back into the book bag, everyone! Look! There are hundreds of ghosts, ghouls, skeletons, and mummies walking through the streets all around us! And the ones over there are carrying an open coffin and heading right toward us! The reading bug is right! There are several giant skeletons hovering over the crowd moving through the streets!
2: They must be at least 18 feet tall! Their arms and legs are moving to the rhythm of the music playing in the streets, and their eyes are gleaming brightly in the evening twilight! The holes where their mouths should be are twisted into creepy leers. And they're dressed in suits and in
0: gowns and they're wearing enormous hats. Those hats are called sombreros, Lauren. And look, those skeletons are just giant puppets controlled by the people standing beneath them. My Tito always told me that Dia de los Muertos is not sad and it's not scary. It's supposed to be a day when families celebrate the return of their ancestor spirits to the earth. And I think that's what all these people in Maravaggio were doing, dressing colorful costumes. Tito said that on the Day of the Dead, you say, Feliz Dia de los Muertos, when you see someone or something. It means, Happy Day of the Dead.
3: Feliz Dia
0: de los Muertos. I like that. Reader, let's all say it together. Ready?
5: Feliz Feliz
2: Dia de de los Muertos.
5: muertos. Feliz Dia
1: de los
2: Muertos. It is a celebration. How fun. Reading Bug, it's not a ghoulish gathering after all. This is a parade. Come on.
0: Let's join in the fun. Not yet, Lauren. I really need to find my tita. She lives in a small home just off the city square. This way, I think. Follow me. Yes, yes. This is the house I'm sure of it. I recognize it from the pictures we have at home. Come on. Wow, look at Mari's grandmother's home, reader. It's a small brick building
2: squeezed in between other homes on the street but it's beautifully decorated with brightly colored paper, streamers,
0: and lovely golden flowers. Those flowers are Mexican marigolds, Lauren, or cempasúchil. They are also sometimes called flor de muerto, which means flower of the dead, because they're used everywhere in Mexico during Dia de los Muertos. They are very fragrant, and their vibrant color represents the sun, which helps to guide the spirits back to the land of the living. They smell amazing. And these colorful paper decorations are papel picado, A Mexican folk art craft that represents the wind. They are made sort of like we make paper snowflakes. Oh, and look, Mari,
2: what is that table in the corner? It's overflowing with decorations and flowers and small painted objects.
0: Tita's ofrenda. Ofrenda? Yes, an ofrenda is a table of offerings, pictures, foods, and other things that will help welcome our relatives back to the land of the living on Dia de los Muertos. Look, these framed pictures are of all my family's ancestors. And here is a picture of my Tito, from when he and my Tita were first married. He is very handsome, Mari, and he looks very kind. Oh, he is. I mean, he was. Oh, how I wish I could have seen him one last time before he died.
1: Mari, what is the food here on the ofrenda?
0: It smells wonderful. That's pen de muerto, and it is good. Sweet and yummy and dusted with sugar... The bread on the ofrenda is for the visiting dead. Some of my Tito's favorite foods are here as well. And these skulls are made of colored sugar. Are these colorful figures on the ofrenda made of sugar too? No, no, no. These here are alabrijes, and they are carved out of wood and painted in these bright colors. Alabrijes are mythical creatures from the spirit world who look after our loved ones once they've left our world, like a guardian angel. And these other figures Skulls and skeletons are made by local craftspeople. It's a beautiful tribute to your family, Mari. And I'm so happy I get to see it in person. Thank you.
5: Hey, what are you doing here?
1: Uh, uh, a skeleton! The reading bug
2: is right. It is a skeleton. He's tall with a pale white skull set on top
1: of the tuxedo he's wearing. There are deep dark circles where his eyes should be. His outfit is lined with intricate gold designs and he's wearing a hat covered in colorful flowers. Mari, is that your g-g-grandfather returned from the land of the
0: dead?
5: Mari? Mariposa Hernandez?
0: Yes, I am Mari. And this is Lauren, the reading bug and our reader friend. You-you know me?
5: Only from pictures. La Pequeña Monarca.
0: Pequeña Monarca? That's what my tito used to call me.
5: Si, Yes. He told me all about you, Marie. I am Francisco, your grandparents' neighbor and friend.
1: Your grandparents' neighbor is a skeleton? I
5: know. <laughs> this is just makeup and a costume for the Dia de los Muertos celebration. Many people in the city are dressed as skeletons to celebrate life and death together. I was just coming by to help your tita to the city square when I found you here. But your tita did not tell me that you would be coming, Mari. Are your parents here also? Your tita will be so happy to see you.
1: Francisco, we're here on an adventure, and we brought Mari with us.
3: Francisco, is that you? Who are you speaking with? Ay, Dios mio, mi pequeña monarca. Mari, is that you?
0: Tita, tita, yes, it's me.
1: We did it, reader. We helped Mari find her Tita.
3: Mi pequeña monarca, I am so, so happy to see you. Pa, mi amor, what are you doing here?
0: I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to see Tito before he died, Tita. I wanted to visit you so badly, but Lauren, the reading bug, and our reader friend helped bring me here to you, using the magic of the books we've been reading and our imaginations. And I brought you this. A picture of a butterfly I drew to place on the ofrenda.
3: ¡Es un milagro! I miracle! Your tito will love this beautiful drive. The last thing that your tito said to me was, ¡Vere a nuestro pequeño monarca el día de los muertos! ¡Ay! And right.
0: Lauren, reader, reading bug, that means I will see our little monarch on the Day of the Dead. But how could he have known?
5: Tita Elena, we must celebrate the return of your precious Mari to Maravatio and the miracle that has brought her here. Join us to celebrate family and the life of your Tito for Dia de los Muertos.
3: Yes, tonight we parade to the
5: cemetery. We'll spend tonight. See, si, that is right, Elena. On our way, we will scatter marigold petals so that our loved ones can find a way to the ofrendas that we have made for them. When they arrive at the cemetery, we will cover the gravestones with marigold flowers and food, just like your tita has covered your ofrenda. We will sing and dance in the evening, and the children will play hide-and-seek. Later, we will pray, and then we will tell stories as we eat our dinner together. Finally, we will wrap ourselves in warm blankets and sleep in the cemetery with our loved ones until the morning, when we return to our homes." Ay,
3: listen Marie, I can you hear in the mariachi music, the parade to the cemetery, is screen closet.
5: And we will join it together. Come follow me. And remember, Dia de los Muertos is a celebration of life. So let's all celebrate.
2: The narrow street is full of people, reader. Everyone is cheering, singing, and dancing to the
1: music. And the costumes are incredible. Faces are painted in elaborate designs as skeletons, decorated in jewels and colorful patterns, and wearing fancy lace dresses, beautiful suits, and large decorated hats.
5: Here, throw some marigold flower petals as you walk, and dance. The cemetery is just ahead. Your Tito's grave is just at the edge of the cemetery.
2: Will we uh, get to meet Mari's Tito tonight? Will he really be returning from the dead for a visit? Marius told us so much about him, but I'm not sure I want to meet a real spirit or skeleton.
5: Aye, children, you must not be disappointed if you do not see Marius Tito Juan tonight. Real skeletons and spirits don't appear.
3: Even on Dia de los
5: Muertos. I suspect that the only skeletons you will see today are me and all the others dancing and celebrating in the parade and the colorful and delicious sugar skulls that serve as a sweet reminder that death is a part of life and should not be feared.
0: Really? But Tita, the reading bug brought me here for Dia de los Muertos today so that I could say goodbye to Tito.
3: Mari, mi amor, you can still say goodbye and your Tito will hear you. Está en manos de Dios.
2: What did Tita say, Mari?
3: She said, that is in God's hands. Yes, your Tita's grave is just over there.
5: It is overlooking the beautiful oyamel fir forest that he loves so much.
1: Oyamel fir trees, where the monarch butterflies arrive in the fall. Lauren, reader, Mari, where is Espirito? We forgot all about him. Reading, but you're right. I haven't seen him since we landed in Maravatio.
2: We were supposed to reunite him with his monarch family, too. Lauren, reader,
1: reading, Pug, look. Monarch butterflies, Reader. Everywhere. There must be hundreds, or thousands, or hundreds of thousands flying all around us. A kaleidoscope of butterflies. It's a sea of gentle gold and black matching the gold of the marigold flowers that are scattered everywhere. The delicate monarch butterflies are
2: flitting through the cemetery toward the Oyamel Fir Forest, touching each of the tombstones as they pass.
1: I've never seen anything more beautiful. Lauren, Reader, Mari, look, one of the butterflies has landed on Mari's shoulder. Esperito? Is that you? Look, he's
2: a beautiful monarch butterfly
1: now. The fourth stage of a monarch's life, the day before he emerges as a butterfly, a monarch's chrysalis becomes clear. It then cracks open and the butterfly begins to climb out, hanging upside down. Blood flows into the new butterfly's crumpled wings, straightening them out, And with that, the butterfly is ready to take to the skies, just like your espirito has. His golden wings are edged
2: in black, with small white dots all around them. And inside each wing, there are black
1: veins that create a beautiful design that's mirrored on the other wing. Thanks for stopping by to see us, little guy. Now, go on and join the rest of your friends and family on the Oyomel Furs. No, wait! I'm... I'm not ready to say goodbye.
3: Mari.
2: It can be hard... To say goodbye, to let someone go, might make you cry. When you feel sad, imagine them as a beautiful winged butterfly. When someone's in your heart, you'll never be too far apart. There's never a doubt they're always about. You're never without you It hurts inside, I know Though you're far away They're there every day Your heart's where they'll stay Your butterfly (laughs) Celebrate life And try to remember The magical times That you shared together It hurts to say goodbye It's okay if you need to cry But after a wait Your tears will abate And then celebrate Your butterfly (laughs) They may need to fly away But you'll think of them still every day Your love will keep growing Your joy will be showing your butterfly Ah, butterfly! celebrate life and try to remember the magical times that you share together when someone's in your heart you'll never be too far apart there's never a doubt
0: right, Lauren. Thank you. Okay, fly home to your family and friends in the Oymel trees, and thank you for bringing us with you on your amazing migration south today, mi pequeña monarca. Look, reader, Espirito is flapping his delicate wings and flying away.
1: Goodbye, Tito. Tito?
0: Mari, you don't think that Espirito is your… Tito, yes. Come to visit from the land of the dead on this magical Dia de los Muertos.
3: No, know, my pequeña monarca, here at the cemetery, we'll celebrate, sing, play, and pray.
5: And after that, we will all sleep here by the graves. Will you all be joining us? I know your tita would love to keep you here by her side, Mari.
1: Tita, I'm afraid our adventure is nearly over, and we must be heading back to our
0: families.
3: Por favor, just one more night with my Mari.
0: Tita, I'm sorry. I must go back home to Mummy and Poppy but I'm so blessed to have been able to travel to see you and to celebrate our family and my Tito with you.
3: Isn't I being blessed with a long life of the wonderful family?
0: I promise I'll be back. Just like the monarchs, I will return to Maravatío to see you, Tita.
5: The whole city of Maravatío, your Tita, and all of your ancestors will be waiting for you with open arms when you return. Te
3: amo mucho, Mary.
0: Te amo mucho, Tita. Goodbye.
1: Mari, Lauren, reader, it's time to go. Saying goodbye isn't easy, I know. But we must be on our way. Thank you, Mari, for sharing your family with us today. Okay, everybody, are you ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into the book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big
2: adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. We're lifting back up into the sky, just like a beautiful
0: monarch butterfly, headed back north to our homes. Just like the butterflies do once winter is over. You mean, Esperito may come back to visit us in your garden reading book?
1: Yes. The monarchs that migrate south live for eight to nine months, long enough to migrate back north again. I'll keep watch for him every day once it's spring again.
2: What an amazing adventure, Reading Bug. We were able to migrate with the monarchs and witness the four stages of life of our little monarch friend Esperito. Egg, caterpillar, chrysalis, and butterfly.
1: And thanks to Mari and her books, we were able to celebrate Dia de los Muertos, to see the amazing festivities and decorations, and to celebrate the lives of those who have died
2: reader. What parts of today's adventure will you remember the most? I think I'll always remember the kaleidoscope of monarch butterflies in the cemetery.
0: I'll remember saying goodbye to my tito with my tita by my side. And I'll remember the incredible skeleton costumes
1: and the Dia de los Muertos parade. In just a few minutes,
2: I'll play music for you to color to and you can draw illustrations of our adventures to share with your friends and
1: family. And if you had fun on today's adventure and want to read more about butterflies or Dia de los Muertos, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com adventures. Mari, Lauren,
2: Reader, we're back. You're right. We're back in the Reading Bug's garden after another amazing adventure together. Thanks for all your help today, Reader. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Because you're a reader, you're a leader, You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. After a long migration and an incredible adventure, it's time for us all to go. It was wonderful meeting you and adventuring with you today, Mari.
0: Thank you for introducing us to your Tita and Tito today. Thank you! What an incredible trip! Goodbye, Lauren! Goodbye, reading bug! Goodbye, reader!
2: Goodbye! Goodbye. I'm more excited than ever for our next adventure together, reader. I'll see you next time. Goodbye! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store Just inside our book bag there's new places to explore Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Random House Audio and Narwhal and Jelly, Unicorn of the Sea by Ben Clanton. Now available as an audiobook.
1: Oh, hi, Lauren. Would you like a waffle?
2: I was just whipping up a batch. Waffles? Reading Bug? You're cooking and reading at the same time? That sounds a little dangerous.
1: Oh, no. It's not dangerous at all, Lauren. I'm not reading. I'm listening. Listening? Yes. I'm listening to the audiobook version of Narwhal and Jelly, Unicorn of the Sea from Penguin Random House Audio. I love listening to audiobooks for bedtime, nap time, car rides, any time I can't read to myself. Me too. And Narwhal and Jelly is one of my favorite graphic novel series. Narwhal and Jelly love waffles, parties, and adventures. So, I decided to celebrate with a little party of my own.
2: Oh, I do love a good adventure.
1: And a good waffle. Can I join you? Of course you can, Lauren! Have you ever read Narwhal and Jelly? It's a wonderfully silly early graphic novel series featuring three stories. In the first, Jelly learns that Narwhal is a really good friend. Then, Narwhal and Jelly form their own pod of awesomeness with their ocean friends. And finally, Narwhal and Jelly read the best book ever, even though it doesn't have any words or pictures. In the series, Ben Clanton, the author, showcases the joy of friendship, the benefits of working together, and the power of imagination.
2: You can purchase the audiobook version of Narwhal and Jelly Unicorn of the Sea by Ben Clanton at libro.fm slash The Reading Bug, or wherever audiobooks are sold. Thanks to Penguin Random House Audio for their support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Brandon Savage, and by Chesney Evert and Myrna Perla. Original music was performed by me, and lyrics were written by Brandon Savage. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.